You don't get to listen to me preach today, but you get to listen to my amazing wife. Um, I know she's uh, toyed with a lot of different ideas over the last couple of weeks, and I know what she settled on is definitely what God wants to to reveal to all of us today. Um, so can I just uh, pray over you quickly, and then you can get going. Lord, thank you for this amazing lady. Thank you that I get to share my life with her. And Lord, uh, thank you for the deposit that you've put in her heart today. We know it's, it's what's on your heart, Lord, and it's what's on your heart for the people here today, Lord. And we just pray that you, uh, you bless her words, that when she ministers, it is the Holy Spirit that ministers to each and every one of our hearts. And Lord, we just pray that our hearts are open and that we, we, we take on board what it is that, that she has to say. We allow you to, to work in our hearts. And uh, from this day, we are changed as a consequence, Lord. We pray you bless this time. Amen. Can you hear me? I don't normally speak with this thing. I normally got that one. Hi. <laughs> this is a bit scary, but I'll do my best. Um, there's a lot of people here today. I was expecting less. Um, <laughs> I was, because it's holidays. I was like, I'll do that one, because there's no one there. Um, so, yeah, I've, I'm speaking on something that's very, very close to my heart. Um, those that know me know this is close to my heart. I'm very much about family. I'm very much about reconciling families. I'm very much about the Father's heart. And those of you who do the adoption course with us know that this is something that is close to my heart. Doing the freedom sessions as well. It's all about getting back to the truth. I hate the enemy. I hate his lies. I hate what he tries to do to us. And my heart is to bring the Father's truth. Um. I struggled, first of all, the last two weeks trying to prepare because it's school holidays. So you know, moms, what it's like. You don't get two minutes without interruption. So um, God was very gracious and gave me some time. Um, somehow I managed. Um, and I also struggled with um, the enemies attacking my mind this week, just speaking that I am a woman and how can I be speaking about the Father's heart? I'm not a father and I'm not a man. And there's such, such a lie. I have I've got amazing friends and family that really support me in this, and I am an overcomer in this area, and I have authority in this area. So if you are sitting here and you're a man and you think, I'm not going to receive from a woman, then you're going to be robbed because I have authority in this area. I have walked this road. I have walked a road of rejection, abandonment from an earthly father, and I have overcome with my, my, um, my Father in heaven. So I speak from that authority, okay? Um, just briefly, a bit about me. I, my mom and dad are here. My mom, it's my stepdad, but I call him my dad because he's been my dad since I was five years old. He walked me down the aisle. He has stepped into that role, and he has been my father. My earthly, my biological father left when I was two years old. He up and went with another woman, left my mom and two small children alone. My sister was six months old. I was two. So that was my grid from two years old. Was a, I had a grid of rejection, abandonment, a father that just up and leaves and something better comes along. Um, I, I lived 
without a father's blessing. What I'm speaking today on is the father's blessing. And I want to go back to how important it is, how it's actually one of God's ancient paths. God says, speak and look and look for the ancient paths. A father's blessing is so incredibly important. And I don't want to bring any condemnation to you today if you are a father. And we are human, and that has been part of the enemy's plan, is to come in and rip up families and fathers' hearts. I want to speak to you as sons today, and I want to speak to you as daughters today. I'm not speaking to you as a father what you've done wrong. Okay? I want to speak to you as fathers. I want to speak to you as sons and daughters. So I grew up without a father. Blessing from my earthly father. You don't think it's important, but it's incredibly important. Even children that have been adopted, they, they have this thing they need to find their, earthly, their biological parents. They just want that, there's that, that raw need in a person to get that affirmation and that love and acceptance from your um, parents, your, earthly parents, your biological parents. Um, I then looked for love in all the wrong places. As a teenage girl, I was very wayward. Um, I was... I was never involved in drugs or alcohol, but I looked for love from boys. I would look all, I just needed that love and that affirmation and that acceptance that I didn't get from my biological father. Um, that only came when I was 35, and it came in an SMS that I got something from my father. Um, I married Karen. Um, and I took the stuff that I had, this, this need this, this need to be um, constantly affirmed and constantly accepted. Um, and he was trying, I was expecting him to fulfill a role that I needed, that need that I needed from my earthly father. I was expecting Karen to fulfill that. He couldn't. That wasn't his job. So what I actually had done is I had an ungodly soul tie with my, my real father. And I was bringing that into our marriage. I could not completely leave and cleave because I was bringing that stuff in and putting it on Karen. Um, it was when I was 35, I received an SMS from my father and um, it was very, I had, actually, I had actually been the one to say, I was adults in it and I had actually said to him, I forgive you for everything um, that you left. I forgive you. And I got a message back from him just saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. You have no idea what that means to me, and I think of you girls every single day. And I just needed that. That, for me, was just incredible healing. And um, we went away, and he was there, and I was like, we were going we to see him the last day before we left. He lives in East London. And on the last day, it was my last day there, and I, this all had happened just prior to that. And um, I just needed him to acknowledge. I just wanted him to acknowledge that he had sent me this message and everything was okay. And I just said to God, please, if it's going to be okay, just send, give me a sign. I just need one sign. I just need one sign that it's going to be okay. And I got nothing. God gave me nothing. I was walking on the beach and I got nothing. And my dad arrived with my stepmom and we had a day and it was okay. And I was just waiting for him just to have this moment. And it didn't come. And I remember walking back up to our house where we were staying and right, right, right where our chalet was, we were right on the beach, and there was just this absolute huge school of dolphins just swimming in the sea. And God said, that is your sign. I'm with you. And for me, that just brought incredible healing. I was like, my earthly father is a broken man. He can't do this. 
but my Father in heaven can. He knows, he sees me, and it's all okay. And that brought incredible healing to me. And from then, I actually, that's why I have my tattoo. A lot of people see my tattoo. Um, that is why I have my tattoo. It says, I am. And it comes from, I've seen I, I, I've seen I am. Now I know who I am. Um, many times it's been spoken over me that I have the spirit of Elijah. Um, it's been spoken many times over me. And I really at first thought, oh, wow, that was, he's quite the prophet, that oak. Um, maybe that's me too. And what actually, the spirit of Elijah is actually, it's restoring the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children's hearts back to the fathers. And that for me is my passion. Um, why does Elijah say that? Because mothers are naturally inclined towards their children. You don't find a mom very often rejecting her children. A, mom's, your, a mother's heart is very different. A father's heart is different to a mother's heart. You don't actually find that God needs to restore a mother's heart back to her children. That just comes incredibly naturally. So I want to speak about the ancient paths. I've got, I'm going to try and honour your time. Okay, I've got my timer there. I'm only starting now. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got to reset. Um, I'm sp- I, I, I get nervous about coming up here, and then once I'm up here, you can't stop me. So stop me if you have to, if you're going on for an hour. Um, so I want to speak about the ancient paths and the blessings of a father. When you get a blessing from your father, it's actually speaking to your identity and your purpose. Okay, and everything flows from your identity and from your purpose. So here we have a Bible. The Bible is not a rule book. It's, it's not a nice book that we just have. Okay, it's, um, it just doesn't tell us what we should do and what we shouldn't do. Okay, the Bible is actually, it's a book about principles. It's about life principles. It's like your owner's manual. Okay, it's here to help us run our lives. It holds the basic life principles, and the ancient paths are the basic universal life principles that cause life to function. Okay, I'm going to say that again. The ancient paths are the basic universal life principles that cause life to function. So in our natural realm, in the natural physical realm, we will have the ancient path would be gravity. Okay? Um, gravity just happens. Um, whether you're old, you're young, you're male or female, gravity is going to affect us all the same. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian. Gravity is still going to affect you if you're a Christian. Okay? And we need to obey the law and the rules of of gravity. Okay? Otherwise, there will be serious consequences. We can't just go walk off a cliff. There will be consequences for us, whether you're a Christian or not. Okay? And that's the same. We need to go back to the ancient paths because these are our life principles. And if we are not obeying the life principles, we're going to fall off a cliff. And that's what I think most of us are finding at the moment. Life is very busy and chaotic, and we are living in a turmoil. Okay, so God has said, he said, I created you, I created the earth, I created the universe, therefore I know how it functions. Okay, he says, let me describe to you how certain things function, which he's described in the Bible. And if you do, and you understand it, it will go well with you. Okay. I want to look at Jeremiah 6. This is the scripture I'm going to be speaking from. Jeremiah 6, 13 to 16. This is where the Bible speaks many times about ancient paths, but I'm going to speak about the one from Jeremiah. Okay, so the ancient paths that he speaks about in 16, it says, um, uh, okay, I don't know. 
it's not written there. But anyway, it says from here, from this is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroad and look and ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your soul. Okay. How many of you know what the ancient paths are? We don't even know what they are anymore because we've walked so far away from them. So what does the word ancient mean in this, this text? It means, in Hebrew, it means olam. Okay. Which means universal, hidden, eternal, timeless, and from out of eternity. Okay. So that one struck me. It's from out of eternity. Which means that these are the ways of God that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit walked in before man was created. They are eternal. Okay. And when God created man, he programmed us with these ancient paths. I don't have an iPad. I write. Okay. <laughs> in verse 13, it says, um, I'm going to speak from my Bible because the script, the things aren't there. Um, it says, from the least of these to the greatest are all greedy for gain. Prophets and priests alike all practice deceit. So in those times, which was written thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago, that very scripture could be on earth today, could be in our news today. Okay. It is here you have people using a place of political or religious position for personal gain. They are greedy and self-focused. Okay, that could be written today. Verse 14, he goes on to speak about, they dress the wounds of my people as though they were not serious. And they say, peace, peace, they say, and there is no peace. Okay. They just dress the wounds with nice words. They just dress them. They don't go down to the deep wounds, the deep soul wounds. We live in a society today that is a pain avoidance society. We don't like pain. Okay. We have people come week after week wanting prayer for pain. They've got pain in their heart. There's pain in their marriage, pain with their children. You've got pain in your health. And we just want the pain gone. And God is so merciful and so great that he takes the pain away. But the problem is, if we are violating the basic life principle, the pain comes back. Okay, so I'll give you an example. Say we have a man that comes in today and he's got a broken leg. His leg is in a cast, he's in incredible pain, he can't put pressure on it. And he comes to the front and asks for, for prayer for his leg. He's in pain. And we lay hands on him and we pray for him and a miracle takes place. He's completely healed. The pain is gone. He throws his crutches. He dances. He celebrates. We all praise God. He is good. A miracle has taken place this morning. He walks out the door. But if this man isn't going to obey and understand the basic law of gravity, what's going to happen next week? He's going to be back. Okay, he might have a broken arm. If he goes off and walks off a cliff, because he doesn't understand gravity, he is going to be back. Or we could be praying to raise him from the dead. Okay. He doesn't understand, and we need to understand the basic life principles. With me, um, I didn't understand that I needed to deal with my soul wounds. I didn't know that. 
Um, I think one of the enemies, one of his biggest schemes is to keep you in denial. You think, well, this and this didn't happen to me, so I don't have a right to complain. I must just suck it up and live with it. Um, that is one of his biggest schemes. He doesn't want, he wants you to live in a place of denial. And I remember so clearly, it was a couple of years ago, Christopher was just born, so it must be about six, seven years ago. And um, I was really quite a mess. I think I had my life crisis. Between 30 and 35, you kind of have your life crisis. Um, women, generally. Um, and um, I remember just Karen and I just had like this huge fight. And we, we fought a lot, but it was always about the same thing. And I think the reason was is because here I was needing something from him that he could never give me. And um, I remember sitting on the bathroom floor and I just said, God, I'm leaving. I can't do this. I'm, I'm out of here. I married the wrong man. You give me the wrong man. We don't get each other. It's like we speak Greek to each other. And um, it's been a big mistake. And who knows that that is the enemy's plan for my life. He wanted my marriage to fail. He wanted divorce. He wanted my children to grow up without their father. With, he wants that. That's his plan for my life. He hates us. And I remember sitting on the floor and I just said, God, I just can't. And if I heard an audible voice, it was like I heard an audible voice. He just said to me, Kerry, you need to go back before you can go forward. And if you don't, you're going to destroy your marriage and you're going to destroy your children. And for the first time ever, I realized that it was me. I needed to go back. I needed to. I always thought it was Karen was the problem. I really did. Um, <laughs> and for the first time, I realized that I actually needed to go back and I needed to go back to the ancient paths before I could go forward. And... Um, it, it, it was a process. It was a painful process because I didn't know. I didn't know I had stuff. And I didn't know that I looked for love in the wrong places. And it was a very, very painful process for me. And I went on it, and it's been a long road. And I can actually say probably today I'm not completely free because I, I don't know if we ever are living in that place where we are completely fixed and done. I think we are continuously living from a place from glory to glory. And just when you get to that place, you think, okay, it's all cool now. God's like, oh, okay, okay, let's, let's go deal with this stuff now. So we're always le- dealing with stuff. Um, and I think you're finding this is happening in more and more people's families and lives, that we are not going back to the basic principles of the Bible. We're not going back to the ancient paths. And therefore, we are finding out that our lives are li- we are in chaos. We're living our lives in chaos. Okay, so what they say here is here you've got Jeremiah telling them this is what the Lord is saying. Okay, and they're not even ashamed of their conduct. They're not even ashamed about the way they're living. Their hearts have become so hard. And I think that's for today we can actually say the same thing. Um, they don't even know how to blush. And... Um, So this is what the Lord says. He says, stand at the crossroad and look and ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the way is good and walk in it and you will find rest for your soul. But they said, we will not walk in it. Here you've got Jeremiah telling them, this is the way to walk. This is the way it will be good for your soul. And they just say, no, not going to do it. And um, I hope that today that that will not be your response. I hope that today you will say yes. And you will ask the Lord to show you the ancient paths. Okay, so I've spoken about these ancient paths, but what are they? 
what, like, what are they? I think we are just so far from it that we don't even know what they are. Um, as I said, they are the basic life principles and they apply to every area of our life. There are the ancient paths for relationships. There are ancient paths for marriage. There's ancient paths on how to bring up your children. There's ancient paths for your health and your nutrition. There's ancient paths for your finances. But we have departed further and further away. I went into a bookstore Actually, it was in Hyde Park not so long ago, into exclusive books. There are rows and rows and rows of books on marriage. And rows and rows and rows of books on how to bring up children. And even bigger rows on how to manage and govern your finances. It blows your mind. It's all in here. But we have departed so far from it. So far. And that's been the part of the enemy's plan. So when sin first entered the world, man lived for, what, just after 900 years? That's how long man was living for. In Noah's day, you see it's decreased now to 600 years. By the time Moses was around, it was 120 years. And nowadays, if you have a very, very good and long life if you live to 90. So we're seeing that the further and further away that man is getting from the ancient past, the shorter and shorter lifespan is getting as well. So he says, God says through the prophet Joel, seek and ask for the ancient paths because they are good. It is a good way. Okay, the word good in this scripture here, it means, in Hebrew, it means tov, 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 Hebrew scholar, which means pleasant, happy, well-off, prosperous, great, excellent, cheerful. Who wants to live in that way? That's the way God wants us to live. That is his way. That is the way that he wants for us. But we're not there. We're not living a cheerful life. We're not living prosperous. We're not living happy. We have fleeting moments of happiness and joy. And then when we find these ways, it will be rest in your soul. But we're finding life is just this continuous struggle we're finding that we're living in like constant torments. We have addictions, whether it be to pornography, to food, alcohol, drugs. We're looking for ways to escape this world. There's lack and there's just no rest. So the, the ancient path I want to look at is the power of blessing and cursing. Oh, I said that word. <laughs> Blessing and cursings. Okay. I want to speak to you about the power of a blessing from a father. I don't think many of us receive that blessing from a father. Um, We, especially in our culture, um, especially the white culture, I think, the Jewish cultures, they have an amazing understanding of blessing. They have rituals. They have the ways that they do things. They have naming day on the eighth day when their child is born. They have bar mitzvah. As a child is turning into a teenage, teenager, they bless their children. Many of the cultures have it, but I think as in our white society, we, we've, we've come so far from that. We don't have any traditions and cultures. We say that's old, that's ancient. We don't need that. Um, so a blessing isn't just something nice that we do. It's not something nice that we just speak over someone. It's not just nice words. Okay, there's more power in that. When you are actually speaking a blessing over your children, um, 
You're speaking identity and you're speaking destiny over your children. The Father, God has actually, the way he wants his heart to be imparted to us is through through parents. That's how he uses parents to impart his heart and that's how it's supposed to go from generation to generation to generation. But we're not finding that anymore. So two questions we find ourselves asking every day, whether we subconsciously or consciously get up and ask ourselves these questions. But in everything that you do, these are the two questions you find yourself asking yourself. Who am I? And where am I going? That's generally what we are asking ourselves. Um, Who am I? That is your identity. Okay, so your identity, simply put, is just my perception of myself. Okay, so the primary issue when you are dealing with identity is your value. What, what is my value here? Okay. And your second thing is, where am I going? That is your destiny. So that has to do with um, my function and my significance on earth. So the primary issue when you're dealing with identity is your purpose. Why am I here? Right. Okay. Um, so... Identity and destiny are key qualities which God intended for us to have correctly imparted and established. This is something that God wants us to have. I find that, I think for me that is the foundation. If you know who you are, you have your, you, when your identity is right in God, everything else should flow perf- wonderfully from that. When you're parallel running like this with God and your identity, things flow well for you. You are not affected by the world. So the course of our adult lives are set up through this impartation of identity and destiny, which we, which we receive while growing up as children. You will see in... Um, my water? Sorry. Hope I don't choke. I do that. <laughs> um, you see in Genesis 27, verse 30, where's Jacob and Esau? We know the story. Where Jacob dresses up as Esau and he puts animal fur on him and he goes to his father and he deceives his father to receive Esau's blessing. Okay. Um, and he tricks his father with a meal and because his father's quite blind. So his father, still, still, I still think I would know the difference between my children, but he didn't. And um, then Esau comes in with his kill and he prepares the meat for his father and then he takes it to his father and says, um, Bless me, Father. And the Father says, I already have. I've already given you your blessing. And he said, no, you haven't. And when Esau finds out that Jacob actually stole his blessing, you see that Esau cries out with an exceedingly great bitter. And he says to his father, bless me, even also my father. He cried out with a bitter cry. It was like a wail when he realized that he's been robbed of this blessing. Jacob stole it. Jacob knew how important it was. Okay, Esau knows how important it is to get a blessing from his father. And so many people today, that is your cry. There's this bitter cry for your father's blessing. And um, some of you, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, whether your father left, whether your father died, whether your father was just emotionally not around, we all have that cry out. To, we have a cry to hear a blessing from your father. Whether you are a 65-year-old man, you still want to hear a blessing from your father. Um, 
So why, why was Esau so desperate for this, this, this blessing? What did it actually mean to him? Jacob knew it was very important. That's why he stole it. A blessings, that when, you, when a father blesses his child, there's actually a spiritual impartation that takes place. And it's a setting up and empowering a person to prosper in their life. Um, it's, an, it's incredibly powerful. You are actually, when I speak a blessing over somebody, you are actually speaking the Father. God the Father, you are actually speaking his words onto a child. That is how God expected it. That is how it's supposed to be done. You are speaking the Father's heart through the, through your, through the God's earthly agent onto a child. Okay. The word blessing in Hebrew means baruch, which is actually in the beginning of all the Jewish prayers. They, they actually say baruch. That's how they start all their, their um, prayers. And it actually means blessed by our Lord God, the King of the universe. It's very powerful. Okay, so to bless is to empower, to prosper in every area of your life. Um, so when, if you actually even then look at it, Jacob's bloodline carrying on, they prospered. He had great armies. They were wealthy. He had a great, great bloodline. Esau was cursed. He had very small armies. He struggled for the rest of his life. And that's what he knew. That's what he knew would happen if he didn't get his father's blessing. So when you are actually not um, giving a blessing, you are disempowering. Your children are being disempowered. And God's plan is for us to prosper. He wants you to receive a spiritual blessing, a spiritual impartation. Um, so he, as I said, he appointed these um, special agents on earth. And these agents are your parents, okay? Um, and his, he wants that these agents on earth ensure that his message of identity and destiny is revealed to us. Um, Satan's plans is to access these agents, okay? And through these agents, he then imparts his message to his, the children. So Satan has been quite crafty in this whole thing. Um, because you know there's only one devil that fell from heaven, and there's only a certain amount of demons that went with him, angels, that fallen angels that went with him. They do not multiply. There's only a set number of them. Humans and people, we multiply, we grow. There are, more, there are billions and billions of people now, but there's still only one devil. Okay, so the enemy knows this. So in his craftiness, he sets up schemes. Okay, so his scheme... and. It's like any great company, huge, big company. You have the owner. He puts these management things in place that they run themselves so that he doesn't have to overlook every single person, every single team. They have set up teams that run themselves automatically. Okay? And that is what the enemy has done. He's infiltrated this, and he has now set up schemes. That's why the Bible says, when you put on your armor of God, to stand firm against the schemes of the enemy. This is his scheme. His scheme has set up that he's infiltrated into families and that we are now just quite happily going along, running the enemy's scheme. You have broken fathers and mothers teaching children who then te they become broken. This is just going on for generation after generation after generation. We are not going back to God's original plan. And we are just like, why are things not functioning the way they should? Why are families not the way they should? Why are there so many divorces nowadays? Broken families, it's common, it's normal. If your parents are still together, it's like 
something wrong with you. It's not normal anymore, and that is not God's way, but the enemy has now just infiltrated into God's plans, and he's now got these systems that are just functioning quite happily along on their own, and we are become his agents, just functioning along. Does that make sense? Okay. Sorry, I spoke a lot. I'm just trying to find my place. Okay. God's message that he wants you to have is that you are valuable, that you mean something, that you are his child, that you are a son or a daughter who he's well pleased with. That is his message to you. He loves you. He is so proud of you. He loves you. We have Satan's message of identity that comes through. And this is going to relate to many of you. You live your life and you function like this with these lies and this thought pattern that have come through. And you see it. You'll see it. It's the same generation, next generation, the next generation. They all struggle with the same thing. It's because what's happening has been passed on from parent to parent to parent to parent. So you'll see in a family a certain line of destruction. That's because it's just being passed on, these same lies. Um. And some of these lies, you believe you're nothing, you're a mistake, you always mess up, you're a product of someone's lust, you weren't meant to be, you weren't meant to be born at this time, you're a mistake, you were supposed to be a male, you were supposed to be a female, you're stupid, you're annoying, you're in the way, no one likes you, you'll never be a success, you will always fail, you're inadequate, nothing is ever going to work out for you. You will never flourish. You will never prosper. And these are the lies that we are living with. These are not God's truth. So, much, so many of us are living like this. Every day we're fighting these thoughts in our mind, these strongholds in our minds. Okay. Father God wanted to say things to you. He wanted... You had certain things that you needed to hear and they needed to come through your father, but they never came through for whatever reason. The pipeline was blocked. Your father wasn't around. Your parents were divorced. Your father died. Whatever the reason, okay, these lines got blocked and your father, the earthly father could not impart what he had to say about you. So, I strongly believe that you need to sort yourself out first before you can even work on your children. So some of you might be sitting here going, I haven't spoken blessing over my children. It's okay. God lives out of time. That can be fixed. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. I want to speak to you as a son or a daughter today because you need to get right with your father. You need to hear what he has to say for you. And when you're a whole person and you know who your father God is and what he wanted to say to you, you can then work on your children and your marriage and your family. Okay. And I strongly believe that we, we are in a community and that there are so many fathers in this house and Gary is the father of this house. And if you are a single mom and you don't have a, a husband or a spouse, there are so many fathers in this house. 
And it is so important that fathers of this house are speaking blessing unto the children. It is so important. So I want to pray over you, Dale. You want to come? I want to. I want to. I want to speak to you today. What the Father wants you to hear. Is that okay? <laughs> um, I want to. I sat last night and I wrote this, and I was just like, Lord, show me what you want spoken over your children today. And I believe that this is what He wants. He wants to speak. And I want to speak to the sons differently to the speak to the daughters. So I want to speak to the sons first. So if you're a son, which every single man in this house should be, <laughs> I want you to stand up. I'm not scared of tears. I, have, I joke. I always make grown men cry. <laughs> um, every freedom session I have, when I have a guy come in, it's like, sorry guys, I'm going to make you cry. It's what I do. Um, so I'm going to speak to the sons. If you can just play very quietly. I want to pray. Okay. Don't hear me. Hear what the Holy Spirit is saying through me. He is delivering a message from the Father to you. I call myself the postman because I don't know what you need today. I'm just delivering the message. You know when you get like take a lot rings the bell and they bring you your parcel. I don't know what you ordered. Okay. I'm just delivering the message to you. So I want you to close your eyes and I want you to hear what the Father is going to say to you this morning. Okay. I just break every curse word that's been spoken over you in the name of Jesus. I break rejection and I break abandonment and I break worthlessness right now in the name of Jesus. And the Father says to you, you are not a little boy. You are not foolish. There is nothing wrong with you. You are a man, a man of God and a man of virtue and wisdom. You are a man of integrity and you have been chosen. Son, there is a gifting and an anointing on your life that nobody else has. And I decree over you that you are loved and you are blessed and you will prosper. The Father says, Son, I love you. I love you and I bless you. And you can expect to prosper in everything you do because of the blood of my Son, Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus, there is so much favour on your life. And I just declare a blessing over you. May you be blessed when you go out. May you be blessed when you go in. May your businesses be blessed. May your ministry be blessed. May your marriage be blessed. May your children be blessed. May your health be blessed. And everything you set your hands to be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. Daughters, can I speak to you?
Father says, my daughter, my beautiful baby girl, you are beautiful. You are so beautiful. You are beautiful not only on the outside, but you are beautiful on the inside. There's nothing wrong with you. I created you. Your mother only carried you for nine months in her womb, but I've carried you in my heart for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. I chose you. I love you. And at just the right time, I put you on this earth. You're a woman of virtue, a beautiful woman. You're a woman of integrity. You are a woman of honor and you are pure. Your daddy God wants you to know that some of you, he wants you to know that nothing that was ever done to you by some man is a statement of who you are. He says you are who I say you are. You are my daughter. You are not spoiled goods. You are not ruined. There's nothing wrong with you. This is my my daughter. I love you. And I declare over you that you are blessed. Your marriage is blessed. Your children are blessed. And your grandchildren will be blessed. And your great-grandchildren will be blessed to a thousand generations. You will be blessed when you go out. You will be blessed when you come in. Your home will be blessed and your work will be blessed. I declare blessing over your health, over your finances and your friendships. I declare that you are not a little girl anymore. You are a grown woman. You are a woman of God who is blessed by her Father. You are loved and blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.